0: Well, to the billions of people listening out there throughout the world, please note the B. It's currently raining, and you're going to need to get some shelter from the storm. And this podcast is your perfect opportunity to do that. In this episode, I speak with my fellow Duke employee, Emily Kane. Emily is a rising sophomore in her undergraduate studies, and she's a major in architecture. And in this episode, we talk everything and anything architecture. And it was a great conversation, and I learned a lot. So without further preamble, I present to you, Emily Kane.
1: Welcome to Tent Talks on the Shelter from the Storm Podcast Network, a place to talk the rain away with your host, Cody Turner. Storm coming, Mr. Wayne.
0: We're live. I'm here with Emily Kane, fellow Duke employee. Thanks for coming on, Emily.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: Um, so first, maybe just say, uh, we'll give a characterization of your intellectual history where you go to college, and we're going to have a conversation about architecture. So maybe just briefly explain what got you into architecture to begin with.
1: All right. So um, I decided when I was seven years old (laughs) that I wanted to do architecture. It was really premature of course. I watched a movie as every seven-year-old does and I I saw this um, this house on a lake and I was just so in love with it that I decided I was gonna design houses that looked like that and buildings that looked like that. Um, And then no, I forgot about it for a few years. <laughs>
0: what was the movie that you watched? Um,
1: the lake house.
0: And what was the design of the house like? Tell me about the house.
1: Um it was like
0: Cuz this house changed the direction of your life. <laughs>
1: this house yes, is everything. Yes, of course. Um I don't know if I want to like claim that as being the <laughs> the like the one turning point in my life. Um But it was but... the first
0: time you said you got the idea of mm-hmm. doing architecture.
1: So it was this like glass structure um, that I, there was like this boardwalk that was the approach to the house and then it was this glass structure just hanging out like in the middle of the lake I think there was a tree around it or maybe in it I don't even know it was just very um, it just looked like really peaceful and I also like loved nature when I was younger I would always play outside Um, And I just liked how the house kind of became, like, a part of the landscape, and you couldn't really tell, like, the boundary between structure and environment, and that was just really intriguing to me.
0: Right, there wasn't a stark contrast between woods and building, Mm -hmm. it was just kind of a spectrum where the woods fades into the building.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's actually what I'm... Hoping to pursue in architecture um, is focus on like sustainable design and like green architecture, um, so things that work harmoniously with the environment.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So how old are you now?
1: I am nineteen. I had to think about that for a moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and where do you go to school again?
1: Um, I. Oh no, I'm not even nineteen. I'm how old eighteen. Are you? I think. Is actually, your name I actually I literally <laughs> forgot just now. I think I'm, no, I think I might be.
0: How do you not know? <laughs>
1: I don't know. It's been a long 18, a long 19 journey. years. I don't it's even a know long... at this point. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm 19.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter. It's been
1: a long journey. <laughs> what was the other question?
0: <laughs> Where do you go to school now?
1: I go to Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute.
0: And you're majoring in architecture there?
1: Yeah, um, I'm pursuing a bachelor's of architecture, which is a professional degree.
0: So how has the major been thus far? Are you um,
1: pleased with it? Yeah, it's a lot of work, as everyone told me before I started. Um, Actually, at my graduation, um, they announced that I was going to um, RPI for architecture, and a woman that I had never seen before from the school board, shook my hand after I walked across the stage, and she said, Architecture, huh? And I I was like, yeah, of course. And she's like, they don't call it architecture for nothing. And then I walked off the stage Good with luck, this, kid. like, horrid face. I was like, oh, my gosh. What have I just gotten myself into? Yeah, but I love it, honestly. I wouldn't...
0: You're a masochist. Do you like the torture?
1: <laughs> I mean... <laughs> there are... A lot of tears involved.
0: Yeah. A lot of
1: stress, but I do love it. Honestly, like, I couldn't imagine doing anything else in my life. Like, I literally... It's it's weird because I feel like if I didn't do architecture, I don't know what I'd do, which is kind of scary. <laughs> like, I have no purpose other than architecture.
0: Well, no, that's good. You found something that you really love at mm-hmm. an early age. Yeah. Let's go back to the beginning. So, well, I guess... A deceptively simple question. Is architecture more of a science, or is it more of an art, would you say?
1: It's more of an art, definitely, I would say. Why is that? Um,
0: well, like I told you, we were talking the other day, and I told you that the first time I viscerally realized that architecture was an art was when I was walking on the High Line in New York City, mm-hmm. and they have so many cool, differently designed buildings on the High Line, mm-hmm. and I just realized for the first time that this is an art. You can actually Mm -hmm. uh, design them in an aesthetic way. Like, I'd always known that, but it really clicked for me, you Mm -hmm. know?
1: Um, So, I mean, I guess it depends on what type of architect you want to be because there are some architects that simply design for, like, function. I mean, you know, the architects that design, like, Walmarts and other buildings like that, I mean, that's not really –
0: Art per, art
1: per se, but yeah, when you're an amazing architect, you design every single component of that building. Like, there are some architects that design like the joints of railings and doorknobs that go in buildings and stuff like that, like,
0: just down to the littlest details yeah. of the
1: building, mm-hmm. yeah. And we actually read like an excerpt. Um, That basically said like details everything in architecture like if you don't pay attention to the details That's where your like design fails
0: Yeah, so I guess what are the basic duties of an architect if you're a professional architect? What kind of work are you doing or does it completely vary because like you said there are different kinds of architects? You can't really
1: generalize. Yeah, it it depends on what type of work you do I would say but also um, at this stage I can't really speak to, like, the full, I don't know, like, spectrum of my field. Scope of the profession? Yeah, because I have only been doing it for a year, and so we haven't really... We've learned the most basic of things, but, I mean, it's, like, my progression has been crazy. Like, I look at stuff that I did, like, the first week or, like, the first semester, and it's just ridiculous how much my, like, designs and my abilities have changed, like, over that past, like, over that year. Um, like, it looks like a different person designed each project. It's crazy.
0: Did you have a lot of designing experience before coming into college?
1: Um, or not... Was this was your first
0: year really getting into the thick of things?
1: Yeah, I, so when I was in high school, um, I did art, but I mostly would like paint or draw things that I saw around me it wasn't it was more of like observational and not originality I don't know you know what I mean like I never really designed my own thing when I would paint something or when I would draw something it was always something that I like would observe in my environment
0: you were more just representing the world than
1: mm-hmm.
0: implementing your own creative vision onto exactly the
1: world. yeah um, but I've been doing like arts and crafts and, like, building things since I was, like, really young. Um,
0: Yeah, so what were you doing in your class? You said that your designs have come a long way. Like, what is an actual architecture class like? You're not just Um, taking tests, right? You're doing projects and things like that.
1: Yeah, so I only actually had... I think it was my first semester I only had, like, three tests at all. And they were... Um, in my architectural media class, which um, was a class about, like, different ways to represent architecture. So, like, um, writing books or visual representation of art, of architecture and things like that. And so we learned about specific architects and the books that they've written um, and the different projects that they've worked on. And the tests were just identifying different projects and the different architects that worked on them. So he would take like a picture, like a really obscure picture, um, again with the details. He would take a really obscure picture of like maybe a plan or a section or an elevation or even a photo of the actual building itself. But like the most ridiculous detail that you would not notice normally. Um, And then you'd have to identify which project it was and like which person built it. Um,
0: It's just training you to have a meticulous eye. Yeah, basically. That's cool.
1: Yeah, and that was my first, like, paper, like, ABC (laughs) test. We we only did projects, and we still only do projects. Um, And then, like, my next semester, I had a physics course, but it was, like, general physics, so we took tests in that one, obviously. But for the most part, um, architecture is just like group projects and um individual projects yeah. um and in my studio that's when it's like the individual work
0: yeah so t- yeah let's let's talk about the individual project that you did because you're telling me about that the other day well first of all i always like i've always been had an elementary uh fascination with architecture but I'm a horrible drawer, as I told you, <laughs> and I've always yeah. operated under the assumption that you have to be good at drawing in order to be an architect. But that's not true, right?
1: No. Um, There's hope for me. Still. <laughs> yeah. Um, Screw this philosophy stuff. Honestly, <laughs> if you, if you have some creative spark element of yourself, I don't know. It's it's not. necessity that you know how to draw really well I have professors that don't draw well um, but they do amazing work on the computer because most of the work is done on the computer Um, we use like different programs that help us a lot and you can even like so we use we have I have this one professor that essentially does all of his design um, using a program called Grasshopper, which, like, you write a script for it and then you play around with the script that you write and then it makes this really intricate design. But you really have only done, like, the writing the script. Like, you can change different aspects of it and it creates this, like, parametric design that looks really, like, intense and you can do it in, like, five minutes. <laughs> oh,
0: really? Yeah, so... So it's easy to operate
1: yeah and so um i had another like a fellow classmate that um so that that particular professor um he sat in on my mid review and at the time i had a really like awful project in my personal opinion it was like not developed at all it wasn't where it needed to be for the midterm but that was like a result of having like a really controlling professor, Um, so, like, every time I, like, wanted to progress, um, he would make me, like, backtrack a little bit because he didn't think that it was going in the direction that he wanted it to go in, Yeah. so I didn't get very far, and so I, like, presented this midterm project, and I tried really hard to, like, make it look good, so I, like, made the drawings, like, the best that they could be um, with a not-so-great design overall or like Mm concepts. And um, he actually (laughs) called me out on it a little bit. Um, He said that good drawings don't salvage a bad project. And he like asked me if I thought it was architecture. And he said, you have to think about what is architecture and what is architectural. And for me, this doesn't seem like architecture. And that right, just like, because
0: the design.
1: Yeah. Wasn't. I mean it, i somewhat agreed with him, but I was like, dang he <laughs> just slain <slayed> me right <laughs> okay. here in front of everyone. Okay. And so That's I was like I was like really, really pissed off after it, but I was like, you know, I just got I have to get over it because like I knew that the project wasn't where I wanted it to be and I wasn't really happy with it myself. Yeah. So I didn't really feel that bad about it because I myself wasn't really proud of it. I was only proud of like the drawings and he said that they were good. So I was like, as long as he likes the one part of the project that I had a part in, I shouldn't feel that bad about it. Yeah. Um, But I, so I told one of my classmates that at the time he was a senior, so he just graduated. um, I told him what this particular professor had said. And um, (laughs) he was like, that's interesting because when I think about, like, grasshopper and using grasshopper, which is what this professor, like, relies on to make his designs, mm-hmm. he was like, I don't really consider that architecture because right. what are you really designing? You're, you're letting, like, a computer program design your entire thing. Right. Um, and it's so, not directly
0: coming from you.
1: Yeah, so that was, like, interesting to hear, like, what he thought about that particular situation. but
0: That's the tough thing about academic disciplines which are more subjective in nature like poetry Mm -hmm. or architecture because sometimes you'll have professors that are just forcing you to manifest their vision of what the art form should be or what good architecture good poetry is as opposed to just letting you exercise your own creativity
1: yeah and that's that's unfortunately like the situation that I was in my last semester of my first year that was like the outcome of the project was just this project that wasn't really my own and that I wasn't proud of, so.
0: One disanalogy between poetry and architecture is that when it comes to architecture, your vision is restrained by, like, mathematical principles and the laws of physics, right? You can't you can't just have a, you know, some weirdly shaped building if it's not going to stand up straight. But, with, of course, poetry isn't constrained by the laws of physics.
1: <laughs> yeah, <So> of course. <laughs>
0: are you always keeping that at the forefront of consciousness when you're designing something? Or do you just kind of... Manifest the vision first and then work out how it coheres with the laws of physics and make sure that it's stable later.
1: Um, So, honestly, um, this past year we didn't do a lot about like structures and forces.
0: It was more just design. We touched
1: on it, um, but really this was like the year where we got into the mind of an architect. Mm -hmm. And so we learned how to design first because it's really like a process and it's an art almost to like design these things and so that is probably the most important thing to learn before you learn all of the like guidelines and rules that you're supposed to like follow.
0: How would you characterize the process of design like we talked about the other day Mm -hmm. a lot of times if I'm writing a poem sometimes I'll have this vision and then the overall abstract vision will drive into the existence, the individual lines. But other times I'll just think of cool little lines and I don't necessarily have a coherent vision or theme and the theme kind of emerges out of the lines. Mm -hmm. Is it similar with designing? In general, what is the process of design that you learned this past year?
1: Um, Most of the time I don't really have any idea of what I'm doing so I will, it's just like like trial and error. I try a bunch of things and most of them look bad so I like analyze the parts of the project that don't look so great or the parts of the project that do look so great and I try to like create a happy medium between um, and then a lot of this like past year was um, the professors would assign us certain things to keep in mind or. Um, like, draw inspiration from. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it was, like, different elements coming together to create this vision. Yeah, Um, just kind of playing around with stuff. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So what kind of architect, so you said you want to be an eco-architect, right? You want to Uh, focus on architecture that doesn't damage the environment. Mm Mm-hmm. What specifically? Where, so where do you see yourself in ten years? Like what duties oh, do you specifically really. <laughs> see yourself doing?
1: Um, I mean, I'm like a baby in the field, so I can't really yeah. speak.
0: And you don't have to know. Intelligently it's not like you have about to have a plan. <laughs> 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 but,
1: um, but eventually, you, you've dreamed
0: about it. Like, what's your dream? Tell I
1: don't me about know. Your dream. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't see myself opening my own firm, but I'm not going to say that it's impossible for me to, or um, that I don't. I don't think I will, but I just—I don't know. Right now, with the experience that I have, I don't know if I would be able to do it. But I might feel differently well, after. you only have one
0: year of experience.
1: I know exactly, You're but like. You have many years ahead of you. Like, <laughs> I know, but <laughs> not gonna hide I don't, right don't want to say with certainty. <laughs> see, only one year. <laughs> I don't want to say with certainty that I want to open my own firm, though. Yeah. Um, because that's a lot of. A lot of pressure.
0: Yeah.
1: And also, I feel. Almost like. If you open your own firm, you're not doing as much in the way of, like...
0: What does it mean to open your own firm in architecture?
1: So, basically, it would be, like, you're working... You're the boss of everyone. So, you have people that work for you, people that are, like, working on these projects with you. But it's really, like, your practice, your vision. They're just helping you create your vision of this Whatever project it may be, yeah, um, yeah. That's so that would have to be
0: the ideal, right?
1: I you don't, don't want to be working for
0: someone else. I mean, you're in this because of the creativity aspect, right?
1: Yeah, but I just, I don't know, because I feel like I would do. I feel like I would do just as well at like, maybe like a medium-sized firm. Yeah, and just working. With a group of people. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Does that make any sense? I don't know yeah, if no. I want to...
0: It's going to make you commit to starting your own <laughs> firm yeah. 10 years later. <laughs> Ten like, years hey, later. you said in the podcast you're going to do this. Where is so, it?
1: So now you Where have to it? You have to quit your job and you have to do exactly what you said in the podcast. We got you on
0: record. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I don't know. And then, like, also there are a lot of benefits to working um, for, like, a medium-sized firm.
0: Yeah.
1: And not trying to rough it on your own you know it's it's really difficult to make it in the architecture field especially Mm -hmm. if you're like wanting to open your own practice you have to do something like completely unknown to the world in order to really make it as an architect or even to be recognized as one like influential architect um
0: what do you think the most important quality is in order to be successful at architecture what do you have to have more than anything else
1: flexibility I would say and adaptability like you need to be able to progress with the times because I met this architect in New York City Um, we were at like a Franklin Wright exhibition and he was talking to us about architecture but he was talking at us, not really with us. Um, but he just kind of was just like attacking us because we like didn't use AutoCAD, you which fools. is an outdated program <laughs> that no architect uses anymore. Like you gotta most, get, uh, <laughs> you gotta
0: get grasshopper, bro. That's where it's
1: at. Like most architects and like architecture schools use Rhino. Um, which is I like.
0: I love how they're all named after animals.
1: <laughs> honestly, yeah, it's like it's, a law of
0: architecture. I love it.
1: It's, it's honestly. Like, let's see, so tiger's good. not taking it We'll go with that. It's so good. I love it. it's Such a weird profession, but anyway, so like, um, Rhino is like, AutoCAD 2.0. It's like way better than AutoCAD. AutoCAD is like, I don't know, Rhino's.
0: It sounds better, Rhino.
1: I don't even know predecessor. I guess. It's just a lame version of Rhino. Like, Rhino is just, like, the god. (laughs) And um, he was just like, I would never hire an architecture student if they didn't know how to use AutoCAD. And we were like, okay. And then he was just like, I can't even believe that they're using this off-brand program. (laughs) And we were like, it's not off-brand. It's
0: it's so (laughs) pretentious. this isn't <laughs> and, real and
1: art we were just like we were like okay and we like eventually just like walked away from him because we were just like we don't want to listen to this like quack talk about the fact that we don't <laughs> use like
0: autocad
1: which is an outdated program in the first place so it was just like i don't know like to realize that it's like an ever-changing profession and like especially in the school of architecture like i so again um the the classmate that was a senior and just graduated, Mm -hmm. the one that was talking to me about Grasshopper and, like, that design program. Um, He was talking about how, like, the freshmen, like, my class, um, there were people in that class that can draw better than, like, draw as in use computer programs to, like, create drawings. Um, But he was saying that, like, they can draw better than people in his class because they – we – we, like, kind of got, like, up when we, like, entered the School of Architecture because we were using all of those programs, and we were using like, the updated version of those programs. So the programs, like, make a big difference in the quality of the work we're able to produce. Right.
0: And It's not an arbitrary thing. It actually matters.
1: It, yeah, it does. And so, um, like, he was talking about the fact that, like, if you're not, like, willing to learn those programs and you're not willing to, like, put the work in to learn them, like, you're not going to create the quality work. And so it's Is like, it
0: a lot of work to learn the program? Is it hard?
1: <laughs> um, for some people, it might not be. For me, I'm, like, a grandma with... Okay, have you ever seen it? <laughs> There's this... I love this, like, Humans of New York post with this, like, woman... She's talking about computers, and she's like, I just don't understand the internet, all these words, upload, download. She's like, I just send an email. She's like, I just type in the explore box what I'm looking for, and it just pops up. She's like, I wish that computers worked like that. And then, like she was like talking about how every application should just work like that. That's literally me with like every single program. When I'm like working on it, I'm just like, "How did you do this?" Like I have to have a lot of help. And I honestly like, like when I was learning Rhino, I had to watch like hours of YouTube of videos. Of videos. Yes, like Stamped hours of Rhino running in the wilderness. Literally, and then I'm wait, like, wait, seriously. <laughs> No, no wait no no <laughs> definitely not um stampedes of rhinos but i mean i but had hours to,
0: in, of youtube videos.
1: literally hours of, of youtube videos i had to watch to learn how to use it because it's like a such a complex program and i'm still not even like there are so many commands in this program it's ridiculous i can't even name all of the commands like i don't know i don't even know how half of them no, more than We're half. We're going to
0: spend 40 minutes just naming Talking. every single command.
1: <laughs> Literally. I don't even think that that would be enough time. There are so many commands. And then, like, to learn what each of them does. Like, half the time, when I'm trying to work on something, I just spend most of that time, like, figuring out what, what each command does in Rhino. Like, you just forget. And then I'm so scared that I'm going to get back this, like, next year. And first semester is just going to be rough because I haven't used Rhino at all this summer. Well, there's so. going to be a new program. <laughs> there You're might like, oh, be. We got Elephant
0: this year. <laughs> Better Honestly, <gear> up.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Oh <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So what? So you said you like eco architecture, but is there a particular kind of building you would like to build? Like you said, like there's so many different kinds of buildings. There's skyscrapers. There's houses. Yeah. Is it anything <laughs> and everything eco-friendly or? Or do you have a particular fascination with skyscrapers, for example? Um, Or you haven't really thought about it?
1: I haven't, yeah, I haven't really thought about it. But, I mean, there's definitely, like, a way to design that's more environmentally friendly. And that's kind of what we, well, we should have learned this past semester. Our teacher was kind of bad, so she didn't really teach. But um, we had this class called um, Energy, Comfort, and Ecology. And that's where we, like, learned about, like, the really, like, I don't know, elementary ways to design buildings that were more environmentally friendly. Um, and so like different orientations of buildings and um, Yeah,
0: what are some of the ways?
1: Oh man, I don't even I'm just remember. Just putting you on the spot. I don't even remember This is your test. Ta- <laughs> this is the problem. I didn't learn them because she didn't teach them. Yeah. But
0: But the class interested you enough to incite this passion about Eco-friendly no, I've architecture.
1: Had, I've had this passion since, like, before. Before. Like, I think oh, okay. I decided that I wanted to study that. I think my sophomore, my junior year in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, But that's really just because, like, I don't know. I mean, I would say partly because I took environmental science like AP environmental science mm-hmm. and I just learned like how terribly we treat the environment and it's a myth <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a myth. real it's actually created by the Chinese um,
0: 3% it, of scientists say it's false
1: so 3% like that. 3% <laughs> think about those statistics <laughs> I mean 3% of scientists doubt it so we should too right the entire yeah. human population should doubt it <laughs> Um, Are
0: there some architects, though, that focus on particular kinds of buildings, like skyscraper architects, or is that not really a a thing? I'm just trying to get a sense for the different kinds of architecture that there uh, are.
1: Okay, so I would say, like, you can focus on, okay, so as an architect, you can focus on, like, commercial building, which is, like, anything that's not small scale, I would say. And then there's residential, which is generally, like, smaller-scale architecture. Mm -hmm. I would—I don't necessarily want to do residential. I I mainly want to do commercial, but—
0: I feel like I would want to do residential. I just—I've always really liked, like, house magazines, just looking through, like, really wealthy mansions and stuff. It's always, like, the (laughs) wealth— I don't
1: know. Okay, so, like, I—so, I'm building a tiny house with my dad. And part of that has just, like, created... Like, I don't know. I despise mansions. Like, I hate them. <laughs> I think that they're just, just a fundamental
0: like, disagreement. I, they're just, them.
1: like, a waste of space. Like, no one needs that much space. And then you just but fill that space with junk that you never use. So it's just, like, a monumental waste of, like, materials.
0: I just like... I like the idea <laughs> of a mansion. I like the aesthetic. Yeah. I like the idea of designing your own kingdom
1: your own kingdom all right we know where cody's gonna live um a big mansion probably
0: if i can afford it,
1: in florida on the The bay
0: the money is uh definitely an issue there
1: (laughs) yeah i don't know because i okay but this is coming from like the nut job that wants to live in a tiny house which is like the size of Oh yeah, not I think even you mentioned it. this room, me.
0: it's like small. Well, small see, I like, no, but I, I really like tiny houses too. Yeah. I was always obsessed with building forts when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll still build them. I'll go home and I'll, like, I'll, I do not. <laughs>
1: no, no, I'm ask, not laughing, I'm not laughing. Ask,
0: you <laughs> can ask my, my friends and family. I'll go home and I'll build.
1: All right, ask them. I'll <laughs> build.
0: I'll build a little fort in my room, but I'll call it's not a fort. I'll call it an apartment, and it'll be elaborate. You know, it'll have, like, a there's a door, a wooden door that we have in our attic. Mm-hmm. So I take it down and put it there, and it's just the corner of the room is boxed off, and it's an apartment. So whenever anyone, and I had, like, a rug in there. I had a TV. And that whenever sounds it,
1: lavish. It was lit.
0: It was lit. It was
1: lit. <laughs> whenever
0: anyone enters, you have to immediately pretend that we're on the penthouse of a skyscraper that was the rule so once you adopt that imaginative stance again just lit but all that's just to say that I like mansions and I like really small houses and Mm -hmm. forts It's just the medium houses that I have a problem with
1: I don't know I like the idea of community housing like apartments and stuff like that because they're just a better use of space Mm -hmm. they are
0: more economical.
1: Yeah. 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 But also, like, I I think when I studied or when I took U.S. human, or no, not U.S. It was, like, human geography, AP human geography or something, I learned that, like, you could fit the entire world's population in, like, just a few big cities. Whoa. But we don't.
0: Not much elbow room.
1: But, I mean, I don't know. It's just... It's it's better. Like, suburbanization is just awful for the environment. And, like, mm-hmm. that's the entirety of, like, America. Especially in Florida. And so, like, I hate it. I hate it. And so... So, <laughs> there would why,
0: be no cities if you had it your way?
1: You no, know, there would be only cities. There just wouldn't be, like... I don't know. I think that... I don't know. So, like, then that's where it comes in. Like, I want to design things that like blend into the environment but then i also don't want to taint the environment with like structures and like
0: mm-hmm.
1: does that make sense
0: yeah no that makes sense yeah i'm with you I'm
1: so with like you. Sub- suburbanization is just like a problem and that they've taken lands that could have just been natural lands and then they've just made these massive like fortresses of houses like cookie cutter homes that are awful they're so ugly
0: just a waste of space
1: it's just a waste and no one i mean i don't know i do get the idea of like having yards and stuff but they just keep building them and they never stop like just there's a new one there's just an like there's literally a new subdivision every single like every single time i come home to Florida I feel like there's a new subdivision being built yeah. and I'm like where are these people that are gonna live here like I don't see them
0: <laughs> they're being born as we speak
1: <laughs> okay I guess the growing populations but yeah it's just is a bit sad because I feel like we're just ruining <laughs> all of like the natural environment yeah I don't know but, yeah, no, you know, this is are. just my, like, idealist opinion. You know, obviously, like, we are a growing population, which is, you know, overpopulating the world. But it's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll be able to go to Mars soon, I think. So Yeah. But let's talk about some of your favorite architects. Okay. So name some of your favorite architects and maybe say a few words about why... They're your favorite, and why their style is aesthetically appealing to you?
1: Oh gosh, okay. Um, I'm a fan of Zaha Hadid because Zaha, she, Zaha Hadid. Zaha Hadid.
0: Zaha Hadid. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. She is just a badass. She's she's amazing. Um, she's like probably one of the only famous female architects. Really, yeah. is it a
0: male-dominated field?: Yeah, okay.
1: It's getting better, but it still is. And then especially like, as far as like the famous architects go, like almost all of them are just males. Right um, But I love her. Um,
0: and what about her style?
1: It's crazy. It's like... I'm futuristic, style. but also organic.
0: Yeah, it's very futuristic. That's what I liked about it.
1: Yeah, and then she she tries to, like... I don't know. Um, she tries to work with the environment that she's designing in. Yeah. In that she tries to follow, like, the circulation of that area. So, like... In some ways, her buildings look like they belong. Yeah. And then in others they
0: one thing I noticed just
1: stand out entirely.
0: One thing I noticed if I'm recalling what you showed me correctly, is a lot of your buildings don't really have sharp corners Mm -mm. or angles. And in that sense it's more continuous with nature because there aren't really any sharp angles or corners in nature. Right? Like how many times do you see a natural ninety degree angle in nature? No, yeah. So that's partly what makes a building stick out so much in this Mm -hmm. stark way. But mm-hmm. when you make it more wavy, it just tends to blend in more.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what she was trying to go for was like this, like adaptation of the natural environment and organic forms in architecture. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, she died, so she's gone. Rest in peace, Saha Hadid. Recently. Um, I think it was a few years ago. Um, she wasn't old, though. She was, like, in her 60s or 50s or something. She died of a heart attack, which is really unfortunate. Um, yeah, and then, I don't know, a bunch of the other architects are just old men. <laughs> I mean, okay, I like some, like, modern architecture firms. I like Diller's Scafidio, and Renfro. Um, they have this building in Boston. It's the Institute of Contemporary Art, and it is
0: The Institute of Contemporary Art. Mm -hmm. Any listeners should look that up on Google right now.
1: (laughs) It is amazing. (laughs) It's phenomenal. Um, And, like, that's just, I don't know, that's, like, one thing that, like, when you look at that building, that's one thing that you can realize, like, every part of that building they designed. Because even the stairwell is, like, Amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, hold on, I'm looking it up in real time right now.
1: Oh, actually, I have photos if you want to see them.
0: Yeah. It's in Boston, you said.
1: Mhm. Boston. Okay, so this is like the outside area. It's like a porch. Ooh. And this is like Looks glass like paneling. It is. It's like on the harbor, I guess you could call that. Um, and so like this is like glass paneling. Yeah, glass panels along the see? side of
0: the wooden pathway. You can't even see. And that's the building see, right there.
1: Like, no, so like this is the building right here, and then that's just like a random building, but you can barely see where. Yeah, I was gonna say building that building stops. doesn't look that cool. Like it like stops right here, but okay. it looks like.
0: It just stops abruptly.
1: I don't know, like the. the so glass. you're in the building. No, no, no I'm outside. Okay. Oh, you're this outside? This is like it. the outside of it, but like you can't tell that, like. This is the building right here. Like, you can't tell where it ends yeah. because, like, the glass just reflects. I don't know. It's really cool. Um, the and continuous then, <laughs> part, again.
0: You can't tell where it ends and where it begins.
1: And then this is, like, again, the outside area. So, like, this was to the like left. That's the building. Yeah. And then um, to the right is, like, this area. So you can that's see. That's the like, Boston Harbor right there? Yeah. That's and cool. So then this, so that. that I was sit, like standing right up there when I took the first photo.
0: Yeah, an elaborate staircase.
1: Mm-hmm. This is like um, a seating area for like the community. I think they have like community events there and stuff too. Interesting. This is the stairwell. Ooh. Isn't it beautiful? It's beautiful. Yeah, this, this
0: is. That's the stairwell.
1: Yeah, it's the stairwell.
0: Wait, like where are the, the stairs? Main,
1: that's like the main stairwell. So that's looking up.
0: Oh, that's looking up. Okay, you're on the stairs. Yeah, that's cool. That's trippy.
1: Yeah. So, like, she
0: has a picture where she's on the stairs and she's taking a picture of
1: like up. Yeah, up
0: the stairway shaft, you could say. Mm Mhm. And it's really cool.
1: It's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and so and then I think I tagged them. Yeah. So then here are like here's their Instagram. It's I don't know. It is like modern looking. A lot of their stuff is modern. Yeah. But it's beautiful. I like when Ooh,
0: that's cool. It's an elevated garden <laughs> within a building. Yeah. Whoa.
1: They they do some really awesome stuff.
0: Okay, so there this is a team of architects?
1: Yeah, so it's um three like name architects, but then the the firm is like much larger than that, obviously. But yeah. those are like the I don't know what you'd call it. Like, you know how a lawyer like lawyers or like firms of lawyers like have mm-hmm. I don't know what to call them yeah they have like a firm. partner firms yeah partnership or whatever yeah and so like the usually the name of the people is like the name of the firm but then they have a bunch of employees that work for them that are also lawyers like are also involved in, in the legal field but they're not directly named right yeah so like that's kind of how architecture firms work okay yeah
0: That's cool. Especially
1: for, like, a big firm like this one. Like, this is a pretty significantly sized firm.
0: Yeah. How would you characterize modern architecture? I feel like it's kind of something you know when you see it. You see something, and you're like, oh, that's modern. That's futuristic.
1: I don't know. I don't know
0: either. I'm trying to provide a definition in my head. So,
1: I feel like they haven't really created new names for different styles of architecture in a while. So, I don't know...
0: Yeah. Do you know if there are, are there periods of architecture, just like there are periods of painting, mm-hmm. right? There's the Romantic yeah. period.
1: I mean, not they. They don't call them periods, but they call them. They're just styles. I mean, they we have. I think there's like, obviously, like the say it it mirrors the. Whoa. It mirrors the um, art, movements.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If that makes any sense. So like
0: whichever. Direction the general art movement is going in, architecture will usually follow.
1: Um, kind of, yeah. In a way, I mean, I don't know. Like, so like the names kind of like overlap. So like, I don't know. Yeah, there's like Gothic architecture, and then there's like right those like name ones, and then there's like brutalism.
0: What's brutalism? Um,
1: yeah. most government buildings are designed in the style of brutalism. Yeah, I think I remember
0: studying Gothic architecture when I took a general art history survey class in college.
1: Okay, brutalist architecture. Um, it's, I don't know, in some ways I think it's pretty, and then in other ways I'm just like, this is ugly. <laughs> Let me see. Um, so, this
0: is brutal architecture?
1: Brutalist, yeah.
0: It's very orderly, regimented, mm-hmm. yeah, kind exactly. of compact. Yeah. Characterized by sharp angles, kind Mm -hmm. of the opposite of the continuous style that we were just talking about. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Brutalist architecture, I'm just reading this from the Wikipedia page. (laughs) Brutalist architecture floors, so you know it's official, from 1951 to 1975, having descended from the modernist architectural movement of the early 20th century. The term originates from the French word raw as Le Corbusier described his choice Le of- Le Corbusier. I love him as Cier, well. <laughs> Described his choice of material beton brut, meaning raw concrete. Mm-hmm. Right, all so the, the buildings all have concrete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Modernist, right, see now I'm just falling down the rabbit hole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It is, it's like a rabbit hole.
0: Modern architecture is a term applied to a group of styles of architecture which emerged in the first half of the 20th century and became dominant after World War II. It was based upon new technologies of t- new technologies of construction, particularly the use of glass, steel, and reinforced concrete. I just go on for t- two hours reading Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could be the entire podcast, right? <laughs> Would you guys mind? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you guys don't mind, right? You have the time. <laughs> the billions listening. Um, oh,
1: yes. The whole world, basically.
0: <laughs> okay, one more rabbit hole. Neoclassical architecture. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is cool. So this is like the...
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you, I don't how do you say? like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, well, it's not necessarily my favorite, but the,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what are they called? The Columns?
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. The Columns. Doric, Ionic, Corinthian. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, neoclassical architecture produced by the neoclassical movement began in the mid-18th century. In its purest form, it is a style principally derived from the architecture of classical antiquity.
1: It's like the revival period of like... Right. Yeah.
0: So you think about the architecture of ancient Greece, and that's what neoclassical yeah. architecture yeah looks like. so
1: i think that was mainly headed by thomas jefferson um Ooh. yeah okay also thomas jefferson was an architect but i hate him he's so arrogant
0: <laughs> wait why
1: oh god he's like the worst he like okay he wrote his own bible so basically he like i don't know he like didn't okay he thought that intelligence above all was the most important thing. He didn't believe really in religion, so he rewrote the Bible. He called it the Jeffersonian Bible. I just hate him. I just I just don't like him. And then his architecture, I think, is ugly. Like, quite honestly, I think it's ugly. So, like, I think it's University of Virginia. <laughs> this he,
0: wrote, is... he wrote the Declaration of Independence. That was good.
1: Yeah, right? okay, yes. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, he did some good things.
1: I know, but I'm saying in, in architecture, I... Not his field. I'm just not stick really to writing a fan. the decoration. But like, okay, we had this. We had this teacher that was literally in love with this man. Like in love with him. With he Jefferson? was just like, yes, okay. That's he was weird. like, he was like, Thomas Jefferson is such a complex man. He was like, in some ways, like I don't know. Basically, he like used the fact, or he he like said that Thomas Jefferson is a complex man as an excuse for, like, Thomas Jefferson to just totally contradict everything that he says. Like, honestly, to just be, like, a total hypocrite about everything. He, like, would say stuff, (laughs) and then he'd be like, nah, never mind, like, I didn't say that. I don't know, it's just
0: like... like, wait, that's a logical contradiction, Thomas. He's (laughs) like, no, you just don't get it. I'm nuanced. He's
1: (laughs) just, he's just, he's just a complex man. He has, he just, he just... He has so many thoughts. I was like, okay, you are way too infatuated with this man.
0: It's weird how people can just fall in love with a person that lived hundreds of years before them.
1: Oh, so this is the University of Virginia.
0: Oh, yeah. I this just cool. don't like it. You don't like it? I don't like oh, it. Oh, because that's neoclassical architecture? Um. Kinda. Oh, he founded that. Thomas Jefferson founded the University of Virginia. Yeah,
1: and built it, like yeah. designed it. He was the architect that designed it. Um, they were our rivals,
0: essentially, because I went to William & Mary. Oh, Just yeah. It's like an hour away.
1: Oh, that's a beautiful campus, I've heard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you would love it. There's some. There's a lot of cool architecture there.
1: Um, yes, Thomas Jefferson. I don't know. I think it's neoclassicism, but I don't want to be wrong. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> it looks
0: neoclassical. Another question that I mm-hmm. want to ask you as you're looking it up. So you said that you don't necessarily need to be a talented drawler in order to be a good architect. Yes. Do you need to be good at math? Because, um, like, we were ta- like you said, you haven't gotten there yet really in your studies. But as an architect, you still need to know what's, you know, what's going to hold the building up and what's not. So you need to have some understanding of math and science, presumably, right? Or no?
1: Um. Yeah, we do take a class later on in our studies. Um, that I know, like, if you get the highest score, because it's really hard to pass, or, like, well, not pass, but it's really hard to get, like, good grades in this course because it is so difficult. Um, It's a math course for architecture, but it's, like, pretty advanced. Mm -hmm. And if you get the highest grade in the class for all three, like, so it's, like, three different classes, so three different semesters you would take the, the class. It's, like, a progression so like right yeah and so um if apparently if you have this the highest GPA you get like some award and like money or something (laughs) (laughs) from my school because it's really hard to pass but um I haven't gotten there yet so I don't really know what's involved
0: oh yeah I guess I'm wondering whether that aspect of it you know, calculating whether that, it's neoclassical. (laughs) It is
1: neoclassical. Yes, it is. I was right.
0: (laughs) Whether that falls in the domain of engineering more or architecture, you know, just in terms of calculating all of the mathematical equations precisely so the building stays up correctly because there's so much at stake, right? You want to secure Yeah, so,
1: so, um, my, um, so like the dean of architecture um at my school he said like within the first I think it was at student orientation like when all of the architecture students were like going into a meeting to get talked to about architecture you know getting us excited or scared or whatever <laughs> was their intention but he was um talking about architecture and this is like a problem that I had like what I'm gonna say is that I I had this like Problem with my family members—not my immediate family, family—but like some of my, some of my family members like wanting me to go into engineering, in oh, and yeah, not architecture. Me about that. <laughs> yeah, and they were like pretty persistent about it, but I was like, I don't want to do engineering. That's not for me. Right. Um, and our dean literally said the first day. It was it was so amazing. He was like, for those of you that had like relatives telling you to go into engineering he was like you get the best of both worlds here in architecture he was like you're not confined to picking just an art or engineering like you get the best of both worlds yeah um, Science and art. exactly and so like it really is like
0: that's what i think steve jobs there's a steve jobs quote which is escaping me but he essentially he emphasized the intersection of science and art and he thinks that's really where the magic is
1: happens yeah and that's that's why i love architecture (laughs) that's why i love architecture because i i don't know i just don't want to i don't want to be confined (laughs) i love it it's an amazing path to pursue especially because you can do anything with it like honestly anything it's like a good basis of learning because it teaches you how to think and how to design and how to approach problems. Like, it teaches you a lot more than just architecture. Does that make sense? Like
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's... Like you said, it's, you're utilizing your imagination. Mm-hmm. You have to have an understanding of math,
1: mm-hmm. designing,
0: and incorporate so many
1: Yeah, and then also just, things. like, thinking, like, thinking logically about problems or issues or, or ways of... I don't know. It's like it's like a way. I, it's so specific to like the process is just a lot. So I feel like it's really important because it teaches you how to think. Yeah. I don't know. It's really. I mean, that's I love why it. I like philosophy because it teaches <laughs> yeah. you how to think too.
0: Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and um, also, you're worried about you. You're. I mean, my family was fine with me doing philosophy, but yeah, you have no many times I. would get asked, what are you going to do with that degree? (laughs) What do philosophers do? Um, Oh,
1: yes. I love people getting their nose into stuff that they shouldn't.
0: (laughs) Is there a... We talked about this a little bit, but is there a clear career trajectory path when you're trying to become a professional architect? Like for philosophy, there's a standard path, right? You go to grad school in philosophy, you get your PhD, Mm -hmm. then you try to get a job somewhere and a tenor check position. Do you get a PhD architecture in order to really go far in the field
1: no um so honestly people can enter the the field of architecture kind of at any stage in their life their life life wow I said that really weirdly it's fine um (laughs) because I have so many professors that got a bachelor's degree in architecture which is a professional degree you actually do I would say more learning when you get a, a bachelor's degree because you're spending five years learning architecture and not just two, which would be the course that you would be taking if you did a master's. Right. Um, but then there are also architecture like professors that have just taken master's courses. Um, and so they did something completely unrelated in their undergraduate. And then there are some architects that did architecture... In undergraduate architecture, in their masters, you know, it's just like you could literally, (laughs) you could do just the same amount with just a bachelor's degree. So you can come at it
0: from a bunch of different openings.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then a lot. So again,
0: there's still hope for me.
1: (laughs) Yes, there is. And then I did. I did have one of my one of my high school teachers actually got her master's in architecture. She was my history teacher, and she got her master's in architecture, um, which I thought was really weird. Or no, she might have gotten a PhD in it. I have yeah. no idea. I forgot. She, she it's was not as bad
0: as forgetting your age. <laughs> <laughs> I really I can't believe I, I did that. I love that still, we have that on record.
1: <laughs> I'm still thinking about it, and I can't remember. Oh. I don't What if celebrate. you just do the
0: calculations and you realize you're like 42? You're like, wait, what? <laughs>
1: How is that okay, possible? Okay, but I actually, so, like, the problem is I don't celebrate birthdays. I, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I celebrate other people's birthdays, but, like, not really my own. Like, I never really do anything. And so, and, like, this this past year, you know, architecture school, I literally went to studio and worked all day.
0: Yeah.
1: On my birthday. I work, I worked all day. Like, I got up, and I went to studio and spent all day and probably all night in the studio. <laughs> so But that
0: was, for you, that was the ideal way to spend the day, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: I, <know>. I mean, <laughs> probably sleeping would have been ideal. Sleeping actually definitely would have been ideal. But, right. you know, you take what you can get. As an architecture student, you do. You take what you can get. That's amazing also, is that I feel like I can do anything now that I've done architecture. Like, I've... There have been days... Or actually three days when I didn't sleep and Jesus. I was still able to function, you know? Like I could do Were anything. You? I mean
0: How are you feeling? Barely. What was your consciousness like by the third day?
1: Um <laughs> I think I couldn't really speak intellectually. Like I I just was unable to form
0: And it was just out of necessity? Because you had so much work?
1: Yes yes and people think we're lying like when we talk about architecture as being a very intense this is the torture major part. they're just like isn't it like advanced arts and crafts and you're just like i want to
0: advanced murder arts you is. i that's want to a...
1: murder you you're just like that's, the, oh.
0: that's such a degrading thing to say
1: it's so okay it's,
0: it's like what they do in sorry. kindergarten right only kind of like a yeah little... they're
1: like they're like don't you just build models and i'm just like would you like to do that because it takes a lot longer than you think it does <laughs> You try to
0: learn Rhino.
1: (laughs) Rhino is so hard. It's like a book of... Okay. And then computer issues. The number of times I've had to print and reprint things. Oh, God. It's so funny. I follow this meme page for, like, architecture. And honestly, it's so amazing because everything is so relatable. Like, I feel like architecture is the same no matter, like, where you go. Like, every single architecture student has the same exact humor because we're all just, like dead
0: <laughs> it's kind of like that in philosophy philosophy graduate school seems to select for a particular kind of person i'm not going to try to attempt to characterize that particular <laughs> kind of person because i don't want to make a lot of people <laughs> mad it's not necessarily a bad thing but there is a certain you
1: should tell me after after there, that yeah we'll oh, yes.
0: <laughs> talk a bunch of shit about philosophy afterwards.
1: <laughs> um
0: but i mean i don't know there's some stereotype and there's some truth to the stereotype i guess
1: yeah, I mean, it's really funny. Oh, there was this architecture crit bingo. So um, crit is like short for critiques. Um, so every single architecture crit. student does like crits and basically it's just like you stand up there. Bro, you, you, know pour crit? You, you pour your heart out. you pour every single thing that you have felt this semester. you're just like, this is the product of every single drop of sweat every single tear and every single blood that has been drawn from my body this is the product of it and then they just completely destroy you but yeah
0: that's such a shitty feeling
1: (laughs) it's amazing sometimes i mean sometimes it's liberating because you're just like and you need to have
0: that feeling too
1: you do you really do it grounds me it grounds me and so that that was like one thing that my professor I was so proud of he said like in my like one of my letters of recommendation that I was like really good at receiving criticism yeah which I'm proud of but then like this next semester when that professor was like can you even call this architecture I was, the same, I was so offended no 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 it was different different one but he also wrote me a, a, like a letter of recommendation but then he just I don't know something like swished and then he hated me <laughs> but it's okay we're just yeah um,
0: But there is that feeling, I've had it myself, where you pour your heart into some piece of art and you think it represents the ideal you or what you're capable of. And then someone tears it down and you feel like you're just worthless as a person. So it's hard to concede that you can get better. But you you have to make that concession because then you have people living in denial and thinking that, their piece of art is really good and it can improve like you yeah, need to yeah. have that critical eye yeah. where you recognize all of the imperfections.
1: Yeah, and sometimes I mean like it is really important like as an architecture student to like Yeah. I mean, in some ways like your project is you, but you also have to separate it from yourself. So like I don't know, it was really important for me like this last semester to really like separate myself from the project and being like what they're saying to me right now is not a criticism of me Mm -hmm. it's criticism of like this particular project because a lot of the I don't know like especially this past semester because like I felt like my project wasn't my own and I produced something that I didn't think I wasn't proud of it entirely because like I didn't feel like it was my own, and so it was really important for me to, like, separate myself from the project. Yeah. And that was hard, like, really hard. Like, after that professor said that, I was like, he hates me. And everyone was like, he doesn't. He was just, like, critiquing your project. And I was like, no, he hates me. He literally yeah. hates me. <laughs>
0: but this is the problem people have in politics. You're attacking yeah. some belief that they have because you disagree with that belief, but for them, that belief is intermingled with their identity. Yes. Right, it's a part of them in some sense so you're not just attacking their belief system but you're actually attacking them mm-hmm. but yeah going back to the improving this is something that I've realized if you improve at your craft then you're going to look back at your previous work and you're going to think that it was really bad because now you're better so you're going to be like wow I produced that that was horrible <laughs> that's and I, exactly yeah. what
1: I do every single time I look no, back to too. my portfolio
0: <laughs> Me, too. whether it's uh, podcasting or poetry whatever it is yeah. you know or writing in general Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a really hard feeling to endure at first because again you think about how much time you put into that and you're like it's not even that good but what I realized (laughs) is that that's a necessary not only is that a necessary feeling to have if Mm -hmm. you're going to progress but it's actually a feeling that you should want it's a feeling that you should desire because if you're not having that feeling then you're not not progressing you want that feeling you want to look back at your past Mm -hmm. work and say that was horrible because now I'm better
1: Yeah, exactly. It's important to do so. And then, like, especially in architecture, our professors like to stress that a project is never truly over. So, like, there's always work that can be done in a project. Like, you can't present a project, like, even on the final critique day. Your project is still in progress.
0: There's a quote that comes to mind. I forget who it's from, but it's, A poem is never finished. It's only abandoned. Mm-hmm. And you could say the same thing about art yeah. in general.
1: And yeah, yeah. You just
0: abandon it because you can always make it better, as you say.
1: Yeah, so he likes to stress that like we revisit our past projects and make them better, especially for our portfolio because we're not going to, I mean, likely we're not going to use Yeah. one of our first year projects in our portfolio for like, during our fifth year when we're trying to apply for jobs, like, mm. the work will be monumentally better. Um, so it would... It's, like, important for us to revisit those projects if we feel like they are Can be improved. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, every project can be improved, but, like, if we feel like they're worth improving and we want to put them in our portfolio he says it's important for us to revisit those projects that we can like do them better so like rework the entire project basically (laughs) yeah
0: that's always a tough situation I'll just use poetry again Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's always a tough situation because it is good to step away from the poem and kind of take yourself out of the poem so you can come at it with a fresh mindset but at the same time sometimes I'll revisit a poem that I wrote a year ago or years ago and it's It doesn't feel right to tamper with it because I'm no longer in the mindset that I was in when I initially wrote the poem and I'm no longer feeling the feelings that motivated the existence of the poem so I Mm -hmm. feel like I would be doing an injustice to the poem by tampering with it because I'm so abstracted from again the mindset the creative mindset that I was in that motivated it in the first place you know so it's like going back would be making it inauthentic in a sense Mm -hmm. you know So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's always a balance, I guess. Sometimes you just have to know when to let go of something. Yeah. But sometimes it's prudent to go back in with a fresh mindset and try to make it better. But yeah, it's hard to know where the line is.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: So, for you, what's the out of all the designs that you did this year, what's the one that you're most proud of?
1: Oh, God. That's really hard. I don't know because like okay, every single scholarship that I've applied to, um, they always like my first semester project, mm. and for me, like looking at the the product of that semester, I just like know where I am now, and I'm like, God, these drawings are so bad. But yeah. every single, every si- and I, I kid you not, like every single like architecture pertinent scholarship has been like we want you to present this project at our like award ceremony or I want you to talk about this project at our award ceremony and it's always that that first semester project and I'm like why though <laughs> like I don't know I look at it and I'm like okay I like the model that I made but those drawings are awful and I'm like wow why why do they want me to present this like it looks so bad now like, yeah. looking back on it, I don't know, because, like, I, I'm yeah. compelled to say that one because every single every single scholarship has been like, this one's, yeah, we need to talk about this one. But then I'm also like, I know I'm better now. So I want to say, like, something that I produced this past semester. I don't know. It's, like, it's hard because.
0: It kind of begs the question, are you the best judge of your own art or are other people as good of a judge of your own art? This is yeah. a parallel question that we explored just briefly in my philosophy and film and literature class that I taught last semester. We we're talking about autobiography versus biography and mm-hmm. which is more true to the essence of a person. So you might argue that you're in a better position to tell the story of your life because you have access to your life, it's you, but, but you might bias. also be biased yeah, so okay. someone else might be in a better position. In that sense they can provide more of an objective characterization of mm-hmm. your life.
1: And then another thing is that, like, I, I struggle with like, per, I'm like a perfectionist, so I Same. never really commit to anything, and so like. That's
0: the problem with perfectionism; it inhibits it, action. Yes, and so nothing's ever good enough.
1: And so I, Actually, I can't. Did a podcast, I can't give you like a definitive answer because I always, like, when I look at my work, I'm like, this could have been better. Like, right. I always look at it and I'm like, this just there's not it's not done yet so like I can't be like I love this project or like I am most proud of this project because I feel like every single project is just I don't even know not even like only fractionally done
0: the one that you hate the least then
1: okay. I don't know <laughs> it's <laughs> Whoa, so hard how, what was
0: the one that you were showing me the other day remember
1: uh, which one on your can site you, it was you the. Okay, wait. It? let me pull up your site okay oh yeah that was a, that was a scholarship like portfolio that I submitted yeah
0: that one was cool. Gosh. That one was pretty trippy.
1: Oh, was it the render of um, a mosque? Is that the it one with like the sky? Yeah. So that wasn't like a studio assignment. That was a um, digital constructs. Right. Assignment.
0: Yeah. Pull it up. So this is, when you're applying to all these scholarships, this is what you'd show them? you just show them your designs?
1: Um, so I, each like scholarship asks for a different thing. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, most of them I would send them like PDFs of my drawings online. Right. Um, but then for this particular one, I was like, I should make like a portfolio book. Because that's what you do when you're applying for jobs. So you, like, put all of your work on, like, a book that kind of has the same design. Yeah. I don't know. But then, like, all of my project projects are so different. So it was hard to, like, make a cohesive book. Here, can I see? Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. So, yeah, obviously the listeners can't see what we're <laughs> looking at. <laughs> but... So this is your website?
1: No, this is like, okay, this is a link. Yeah, what is this? So, okay, when I sent all of my...
0: Ooh, can I, so I'll include, for the listeners, I'll include a link to this okay. on the description of the episode. Okay. So then people can go in and look at it.
1: Okay, um, so this is like, um, okay, so I applied to the scholarship and they had me submit a portfolio. So I made a portfolio using a program called InDesign, and I submitted it, I think it was through a PDF. And so they took the PDF, and they linked it to their website. So when they published the winners or the recipients of the the award um, this past year, they linked everyone's portfolios.
0: Oh, I see.
1: Yeah. And so this is, like, a link on their website to my portfolio.
0: I'm going to read it. So this, okay. is, this is the Drive house. And Drive... Wait, Nicholas Reffen? Mm-hmm. Oh, is, who is that?
1: Okay. So, okay. Um, this is a movie that we had to analyze. Okay. Um, we had to analyze the, like, aesthetic qualities of the movie. So the director's take on the storyline. So, what the director wanted to convey through the use of, like, lighting, contrast, different, like, um, elements, visual elements. Mm -hmm. Um, So, we had to analyze a movie. So, I watched that movie, I think, like, three times or something. Yeah. Um, And I analyzed it. And then I took those, like, visual elements that the director used and I made this house based on those. Yeah, and so the I piece have... we're
0: talking about is Drive House, if any listeners have clicked on the link in the description.
1: Yeah, so the movie is Drive, and it's directed by Nicholas Reffin. so...
0: Yeah, here, let me read it. In Drive, Nicholas Reffin employs various visual techniques to emphasize the multifaceted personality of the driver. Among these visual techniques are contrast and lighting. In the beginning stages of the project, the cubes illustrated both the hardness and the softness of his personality. This is achieved through the use of rounded curves that meet at an edge or a point. Most of the cubes in plan appear to be circular, but in elevation they remain ambiguous, having attributes that are free form and orthogonal. The way these cubes are perceived can be compared to a parallax, which is the idea that objects can be perceived differently from different points of view. The preliminary drawing depicts the fluid forms of the cubes being disrupted by orthographic elements. This drawing became the inspiration for the final house design. The two inhabitants, Refn and an an anonymous writer, anonymous, are friends but they enjoy their privacy. Due to their need for privacy, the bottom two floors are where the writer resides and the top floors are where Refn resides. So yeah, you have a lot of different designs that are juxtaposed with one another and each design is very similar to the next but the lighting is different and the color play is different in each. So it provides for this subtle but meaningful contrast Mm
1: -hmm. It's cool Yeah, and so that like okay, so I'm like proud of the drawings that I created for that project because So that was the project that I had that professor that was like extremely controlling So my midterm looked Completely different from my final Mm -hmm. It honestly doesn't even look like it came from the same design like it is so different but the drawings, I'm really proud of. But I don't know if I'm. Did you still... write that, by the way? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. It was well put. Thank you. It was a lot. So when we, when we have to present, we mostly spend a lot of time like writing what we're going to say. Um, so that was after like many edits of <laughs> the same thing right. basically yeah
0: it's cool
1: yeah i can be eloquent if i try hard enough but i have to really try
0: <laughs> have you do you know what classes you're taking this upcoming year for the fall
1: um i can look it up <laughs> um i know i'm taking another so every single year we have studio um And that's basically our, like, one-on-one class where we really use our own.
0: How many kids are in your program at your school, the architecture? How many architecture majors are there?
1: Okay, one second.
0: Just throwing questions at you. <laughs> Do your I just, research. I, I want my <laughs> answers. My listeners want their answers.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, I um, am really bad about, like, Focusing I'm, I'm like honestly such a bad multitasker like I can't text and talk to someone at the same time So I have to be like yeah. if I'm like typing a text. I have to be like I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to you after I type this text <laughs> I had to do that to Patrick L. Like on the way to dinner I was trying to respond to you, but I was like Patrick. I can't pay attention to you right now
0: <laughs> You don't actually have to look it up I'm, I'm just curious, curious I'm, whether there's whether there's some class you're really just really okay so to
1: take. so okay i in my freshman class i think we have something like 70 60 70 kids um but
0: of architect majors
1: yes oh okay yeah but um but there are five years of us basically because we have we have five years until we graduate oh okay So but then each each class is a different size. So I think mine was slightly bigger. So I think like the next class like above us, maybe like 50, but it it differs based on like the number of people that apply. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so my schedule, I'm taking structures, which is my like introduction to kind of like the physics and the engineering behind architecture. Mm. Um, oh, and then I also have construction systems, Ooh. which sounds Fancy. like the same thing. Okay, structures. Maybe and maybe one <laughs> maybe, maybe one is physics and the other one is. I don't even know. Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I'm gonna learn though. I'm gonna learn it.
0: Oh, so these <laughs> are then, courses you have to take as a part of the major. Yeah.
1: So. We don't really get to choose what classes we take. We really get assigned these classes. Um, like, we have we have a lot of credits that we have to take each semester. I think it was like, not
0: like that. Well, there are certain classes you had to take for the philosophy major at William and Mary, but mm-hmm. you could you had the freedom to choose which classes you could take any given semester. You know.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, so I am taking 17 credit hours this next semester. But I think like my first, I took I took more than that, I think. Yeah, these classes
0: three credits approximately. Um. Okay. So studio
1: is five credits. Okay. Um, that's because it's twelve hours a week. Mm. Um, but then excluding that twelve hours a week, we also have like every single hour of every single day. Yeah. Spend in studio (laughs) working on studio, so it's like a lot more work than like honestly if it could be like i don't even know seven credits i think it should be because it's ridiculous it is a bulk of my work if i didn't have studio i would be chilling honestly yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah so um structures construction systems digital constructs three um so i took digital constructs one and two this past year which basically um they just teach you how to use the programs. So my first semester, we were taught how to use Rhino. Um, and then my second... Oh, and then so Rhino and then Illustrator. And then, like, kind of Photoshop. But most of us already knew how to use it. Or no... Wait, what did I just say? <laughs> most of us knew how to use it, yeah. yeah. And then um. we... The second semester we learned how to use a plug in for Rhino, which is called Grasshopper. And right. Ladybug, which is
0: <laughs> <Another
1: animal>. Yeah. <laughs> which is a plug in for Grasshopper. Mm. Um Yeah. So just an
0: infinite regress honestly, of animal plugins. So okay,
1: so like <laughs> so so Grasshopper does like parametric designs and stuff like that and then Ladybug does like environmental analysis. It's really awesome. They like make charts based on the environment that you plug in. So, like, you pick an environment and then it uses data online to create, like, wind roses and seasonal temperatures and all these, like, charts that are pertinent to, like, design. Right. um, And, like, what you would keep in mind and consider when you're designing, Mm -hmm. like, a building for a particular environment. So it's really cool. Um, So we learned how to use those programs. And then... InDesign, mostly in studio we learned how to use InDesign, though. Not really in digital constructs. But then next semester, we'll be learning how to use a program called Maya, which is like, I don't even know what it is. It's crazy. It's like, it's ridiculous. It's so hard to use, apparently.
0: Do you think it could be argued that architecture is the oldest art form? Because Mm. human beings were creating structures before they were drawing on cave walls right So in a sense it's like because it like the moment that human beings when they were evolving were thinking about creating some structure, they were using creativity right like that's what it means to be creative. I was just thinking <laughs> I was just thinking about when the because I was gonna ask you when did architecture really become a unified discipline you know some disciplines are older than other disciplines mm-hmm. um, like for example like the philosophy of film. It's a category of philosophy. It's really a new discipline, as you might mm-hmm. expect. Yeah. But I was wondering when architecture as a unified discipline came about, and that led me to think that it's the oldest art form, arguably. Yeah.
1: I would. I would say there's some merit in that.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard though because. It is. <laughs> it's hard to like. Pinpoint it? Yes.
0: Do you know how long...
1: Because arguably, are like, were cavemen really designing structures, or were they just, like, living Finding in any... Caves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, I mean, so we did do, like, a project this past semester where we but
0: even lower animals before you get there but even lower animals engage in architecture beavers build dams mm-hmm. so that demands some creativity mm-hmm. right yeah it's a bit cognitively I mean sophisticated
1: I don't know in some ways I would consider that engineering more so than I would consider it architecture mm. because beavers don't give a damn about how aesthetically pleasing
0: so in order that to be ar- <laughs> that's in- no that's interesting in order to be architecture there needs to be some aesthetic intention or consideration behind it. It can't just be designing for the purpose of shelter.
1: Arguably, Arguably. yes. Okay, so it's hard because we had this discussion in our like past in one of our like first semester courses like, Yeah. Is it architecture if you're just designing something for like purely for function? Right. And I mean in some ways you want to be like, well, yes, it is. It's just not good architecture. But then, in others, you're like, well, wouldn't that just be, like, engineering? I mm-hmm. don't know. It's just, like, it's hard. It's hard to no, think about. No, it gets about. back to
0: the distinction between engineering and architecture. Yeah, because it there does really, seem to my mind there's a layman like, to be overlapped between the two.
1: Yeah, I mean, there really is, like— Because I, I—okay, when—okay, when I— When I think about engineering, per se, I'm, like, it's just the absence of, like, creativity Right. Like, I think about it as being that. Me like, too.
0: It's just, you know, you're just, do, yeah, yeah, you're just you're doing math problems and scientific equations, and you're getting the right and results. You're,
1: and you're building something that building functionally something. works, but doesn't look Yeah. aesthetically pleasing, or doesn't...
0: You don't think art when you hear engineering. Yeah, you do think it, art when you hear architecture. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so, I don't know. It's It's, like, interesting to think about, because... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is
0: just what I do. I, I <laughs> like thinking about the nature of this different disciplines. This is what yeah you know, the first do. the first
1: day the first day of my ethos of architecture class. He literally asked us what is architecture, and right. none of us could. None of us could answer. We were all just like, uh, this I class. Don't know. <laughs> um, life. Then, life is
0: architecture. Yeah,
1: and then so then we wrote like essays. Yeah, he had us write <laughs> essays about what we thought architecture was. They were, like, baby essays because, you know, it's architecture majors. We're not going to write that much. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, they were still essays. And a lot of, like, my peers had just, like, drastically different opinions of what architecture is. So I can't definitively tell you mm. what, the defini- what the definition of architecture is. I mean, there's definition, but, like, you know, the, the question itself, what is architecture, I can't give you a definitive answer.
0: We could just solve this by going to dictionary.com.
1: <laughs> okay, look it up.
0: We're having all these complex philosophical debates. Let's go to dictionary.com.
1: Of course, you know. <laughs> They're the that's, that's, final that's,
0: adjudicators on the matter.
1: That's what I love about architecture, too, is that they have, I'm just like, they the have these, is. like, theories of, like, comfort and, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's honestly, like, a high-key, a pretentious major, but it's okay. I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the yeah philosophy is kind of pretentious too this is the definition on dictionary.com again the final <laughs> adjudicators so for what architecture is a noun the profession of designing buildings open areas communities and other artificial constructions and environments usually with some regard to aesthetic effect usually keyword there folks architecture often includes design or selection of furnishings and decorations supervision of construction work and the examination restoration or remodeling of existing buildings
1: i like it also just like a little fact um franklin wright um oh gosh i love that man i love some parts of that man but also he was just ridiculous (laughs) he was he was ridiculous like he would okay so
0: so who is who is he
1: franklin wright is an architect really really well known um I like some of his buildings. Others, I'm like, this is kind of ugly. But he is, like, extremely famous. Mm. Um, he used to design houses for people, and he would furnish them entirely. Um, and he kept a key to those houses. So, so he designed them with the intention of them to keep, like, every single furnishing that he put in there. Mm-hmm. They they were not to put anything that was not designed by him or picked by him in that house.
0: Again, going back to the little details. Out.
1: Yeah, and so I'm pretty sure, I think he was falling water. <laughs> Do he it. literally kept a key, and then he like found out that they took all of the furniture out. So he literally took all of their furniture out and then put his furniture back in. Like, he was that.
0: He just broke like, in in the middle of the night.
1: He's crazy, but so funny. Anything from heart art, so funny. Oh gosh, he's okay, but then also like I like he didn't really design with functionality in mind. so Like some of his buildings are like kind of not doing so great, but you know, (laughs) he was so arrogant though. It was was ridiculous.
0: I tried looking him up on Google just now, and instead it got Douglas Wright criminal.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh! Wait, is this like a modern criminal? definitely not not him. him. Oh, no. Um, Frank Lloyd Wright. Oh, Frank Lloyd. Is his name. Right. Yes. American architect. There he is. Oh, yes. His most famous house is Falling Water. Mm Mm-hmm. It's beautiful.
0: And when you're talking about famous architects like this, as we discussed, you instantly recognize a building that's their building. They have most of these famous architects, like any great poet or Mm -hmm. other artist, has some distinctive style that's easily recognizable.
1: For the most part, yes. Um, I mean, a lot of architects, they'll Ooh. obviously progress. So, like, some of their, like, original stuff toward the beginning, like, don't, I don't know, like, some of their work just doesn't look like yeah their improved work does. And so, um, but I mean, as an architecture student, we do study a lot of these famous architects and even their, like, premature designs and stuff. And so, we're kind of expected to know these different architects and, like, their important projects.
0: Yeah. Another type of architecture that I really like is tree houses. I used to have a... Oh,
1: I used to watch that show all the time.
0: Yeah, there's a show. Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch that, too. But just going back to my love of forts and your love of small houses and just...
1: (laughs) And tree houses. Don't forget tree houses. Yeah.
0: And just intimate spaces. That's what a tree house is. I really like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there is that show where you just have these elaborate tree houses. So there is some possible world where I just live in a tree house. And I just thought, you're just, you're like, you're safe, you know? You're safe from all the ground predators.
1: Yeah, you could, I mean, if someone like tries to. Come up the tree, you just like throw something at them. Yeah, then they rocks. immediately fall down. I mean, oh my god! I'm
0: just imagining me as a barbarian living in the woods. <laughs> There's just people. They're like, yo, what are you doing up there? i'm <laughs> just, just throwing rocks.
1: rocks.
0: <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm so what living my running? ideal life right now. What
1: if we run out of rocks? <laughs> what
0: will you we do We gotta then? go. We gotta go get more rocks.
1: Different furniture. We gotta climb right?
0: down. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but then you're not safely in your treehouse.
0: That's be, you gotta risk it. You gotta for the risk biscuit. it for the biscuit.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Um, I guess I should probably get going and prepare for tomorrow. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch no, upon that's on your mind? Not. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah. I think this was a fun conversation.
1: It's been my pleasure. <laughs>
0: I learned a lot. That's um,
1: good.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. Peace out.